teaching ministry of Pastor Jay Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Isn't that right? So it's amazing how the devil has hoodwinked the church and uh, made them think that it was, it was some kind of disease whenever that word isn't even found in the Bible. Amen, ophthalmalia, whatever it is. I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Amen. What else but a demon could follow Paul around and stir that up everywhere he went? Stir up storms when he's out on the lake and you know, stir people up to, 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 want, to, to make a vow. I'm not gonna eat again until I kill Paul, you know, just... <laughs> You know, so it's amazing that uh, never once did he say it was his eyes. He said plainly what it was. Amen. So too oftentimes people could make up their own ideas whenever Paul said right here what it is, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It wasn't the Jews that was Paul's enemy. It was the devil kept stirring them up. Thank God whenever people come against us, we can take authority over the spirit behind it. Don't have to deal with the people. The people are just the vessel that Satan's trying to use. Amen. So, so, so many times though, people, they try to comfort the sick in their, in, their, in their sickness and they say, you know, Paul was sick and he prayed three times to be healed and God said no. So you ought to be like Paul. Well, if that's true, then let's just be like Paul. Let's say it is sickness and disease. And let's go on to see what he said here. He said, this thing I besought the Lord three times and it might depart from me. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, for will I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ might rest upon me. All right. If it is sickness and disease, Paul said, I glory in my infirmity. So if it's sickness and disease that we're to tell people they're to, they're to uh, suffer a thorn in the flesh for, for God, then, uh, then I, I forbid you to go to a doctor because you need to glory in this infirmity. Don't you go trying to go to the doctor and try to get this thorn in the flesh cut out. This is something that you need to glory in. Thank you for it, Lord. Praise you for it, Lord. I forbid you to do different than Paul, you need to be a word person here. You know? But it's amazing, these people that preach that, they'll encourage the people, now you go see a doctor and see, if, see what they can do to help you. Hello? Now, another thing we need to realize, if it was sickness and disease, that all this was coming against Paul, I mean, uh, if it was sickness and disease that Satan gave him, then the reason is because of the abundance of the revelation. That in itself, if, it, if that's what it was, then that would exclude most everybody else then. Because you know, most Christians don't have an abundance of revelation. They're trying to get a hold of the fact God loves them. Isn't that right? Let's just shuck the corn here tonight. What kind of abundance of revelations do most Christians have to where Satan's trying to really hinder them. Amen. So it excludes practically everybody else if that's what was going on. Amen. I think it's funny when you actually look at it. <laughs> so with that in mind, let's think about this. There's several other things we need to consider that Paul said. He said some things about his ministry that um, we ought to think about. 
He said here, look at what it says. I, I besought the Lord three times and it might depart from me. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Most, uh, he said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, the word infirmity, let's go down here. It says in the next, most gladly, therefore, I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That word is not necessarily the word used in the New Testament for sickness or disease, the word infirmity. Here, um, it's used the same Greek words translated infirmity over there. Remember in Romans 8 where it says, um, likewise, the spirit helpeth our infirmities. But it goes on there and tells us exactly what that infirmity is. What, what that infirmity is. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmity. It's talking about in prayer. Um, he said, uh, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. Well, that, he just told us what the infirmity is in this case that he's talking about. We don't know everything. We know not what to pray for as we are. He didn't say we don't know what, what to pray for. He said, don't we know? Now, it's, it's many times referring to other, praying for other people. And I could go to, I could spend a lot of time. If you've been to church here, you've heard some of this. But um, a lot of times you, you don't know exactly what, what is the real issue when it comes to other people. So you ask the Lord, I open the eyes of their understanding and so forth and give them wisdom and revelation. But then you pray in the spirit because you don't know as you ought to know exactly how to pray in that situation. You ever go into prayer for somebody and say, Lord, help them, Lord, bless them. And then said it over again, Lord, help them, Lord, bless them. And you just don't know hardly what else to. Help them, Lord, help them. Help them, Lord, help them. You feel so limited. Because really, we don't know as we ought. We know they need help. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're limited. So that's what he's saying. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. What is the infirmity? We don't know as we ought. See, by the Holy Ghost, though, we can get over into the Spirit and we can pray. The Bible says, he that speaks in unknown tongues speaks mysteries. So you can get over there and you can speak things out. God knows. It's a mystery to you, but it's something that God knows and you can pray it out for him. That's what I love about praying in other tongues for people. Oh, glory to God. A lot of Christians, they've gotten, they've got, God gave them a two-wheeled bike. God gave them a front wheel, which is praying in English, a back wheel, which is praying in tongues. But they've set their two-wheel bike up on a one wheel, like, like a, like a uh, you know, what do they call those? Huh? Well, you know, that, you, you use them to work out, you know. Stationary bike. And they're praying in English. They're going, woo, look at me, I'm going somewhere. And they ain't going nowhere. You get that back wheel down, shakala, masaka, and all of a sudden, woo, you're going somewhere. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, he said this word infirmity is, uh, is translated also in the New Testament is translated temptation. And uh, we find the word, um, you know, used in that sense. Temptation, meaning test or a trial. And you can see Paul went through many tests or trials. I think that's pretty obvious. Can't you see that? Now, with that in mind then, uh, let's go over here and think about some things Paul said. If, if Paul had an eye disease, which people say, then how is it that Paul said in Romans 15, 29, that he came to them in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel? Isn't part of the blessing of the gospel divine healing? How is it if Paul was sick that the people to whom he preached to in Ephesus received faith for such miracles that the Bible said in Acts 19 that God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. How is it that Paul's preaching inspired such faith for so many special miracles whenever he himself was sick? You know as well as I do without looking at me in that funny voice. That if somebody's sick 
and they preach, Jesus wants you well, a lot of people are like, well, why ain't you healed then? Isn't that right? Amen. Now, I've had people ask me, well, where, why do you wear glasses? And I told them why I wear glasses. Because I never believed God for my eyes to be any better. I'm busy on other things right now. <laughs> I don't think it's a sin. Amen. You criticize me. And It'll be for you like it was for me. I remember Pastor Debbie had an ingrown toenail back years ago. And I said, well, I said to her, you need to, you need to believe God. She said, well, I just sense I need to go get it cut out. I said, well, you know, the Bible, believe God. Really, for me, it, was a, it wasn't an issue. It was just an issue of money is what it was. And see, it's not my body, so I shouldn't be telling her what to do because it's not my body. So I, I just kept pestering her, you know, and I'm really condemning her for not using her faith. And so eventually she said, well, I'm going to get it cut out anyhow, no matter what you say. And she had a right to do that because I was being stupid. And so anyway, she went and got it cut out and I was just kind of the whole time thinking, well, she had faith, you know. So. You know how it is. Come on. You know what happened with me? Within three months, you know what happened to me? I never had them before. Haven't had them since. But I got me a real good ingrown toenail. Sure, hers was gone. She got hers cut out. And now I'm, ouch, man. I'm, I'm walking around. I couldn't. Finally, up and, and, and so I'm thinking, well, I'm going to believe God. And the Lord said, nope. I'm telling you the truth. He said, nope, you go get it cut out. I said, no, Lord. You said, by, by your stripes I was healed. He said, you criticized your wife. You go get it cut out. So I did. We were up there in, what was it, South Dakota, I believe it was. And uh, we were in, was it Custer, I believe. And we got that old Indian doctor. He came over there. He came over and cut that thing out. And you know, to this day, I have a toenail that looks ugly because I went to an old cheap doctor. I, I knew you'd like all that information. <laughs> I mean, he only, he only charged us about, what was it, $125 or something like that. And Mr. Man of Faith, you know, I'm going to get it cut out cheap. You never see me in open-toed sandals. That's what you won't see me in. <laughs> so, amen. <laughs> the point is, just don't just keep your criticism off of other people. Praise the Lord. You're getting something out of this tonight. You ought to be. If you're not, you're. You're dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I thought I had told you that story before, but I guess not. So, if Paul was sick. Now, here, here's what, listen to this. This is amazing. These, these, these people that preach this, this disease he had, they say, whatever that disease is, which I can't pronounce, they say it was a disease where there was a constant pus coming out of Paul's eyes and his eyes are always full of pus and mucus and stuff. If that was the case, let's say I come in here tonight and I'm preaching divine healing, but I got a hanky wiping. How many of you would be inspired to believe what I'm preaching? But the people in Ephesus, the people in Ephesus, they had faith and, and there were such mighty miracles that happened. 
Because of Paul, because of Paul's ministry. How could that be? Amen. How could it be at Lystra in Acts 14 that there was a man who got faith to be healed and jumped up off of crippled legs if Paul himself had diseased eyes running with pus? Amen. Everywhere Paul went, remember on Melita, Paul had, had uh, such a, he preached to him there and the Bible said every sick person on the island came and was healed. How could it be that Paul's ministry was so powerful if he had such a disease? You know, as well as I do, every, these people that go around claiming that they have, that I, I, know of two, I know of two ministers right now, there might be others. They go around and I'm not criticizing somebody sick, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing their doctrine. They say, well, this is my thorn in the flesh. I'm thinking of one lady, probably everybody knows, paralyzed. This is what God gave me as a thorn in the flesh so I could reach more people. Well, <clears throat> I notice she's not reaching as many people as, as a lot of Holy Ghost people are. And I notice, no, I notice nobody's getting healed in her ministry. Because see, she's telling them this is her thorn in the flesh. What does the devil say? Well, see what you got is a thorn in the flesh. That's for God so you can be holy. So you can give God glory. See, people don't get faith for that. If Paul preached that, uh, and Paul's preaching on healing with, with sick eyes, you know, uh, you know, if he preached on healing, but he had sick, sick eyes, people wouldn't receive faith for, for healing. If that is true, if Paul's thorn didn't hinder the faith of people to be healed in his ministry in Ephesus, Milita, Lystra, and all those other places, but almost everywhere today, it's used against faith for healing. Why should we use it today if Paul didn't use it back then? If it wasn't used to hinder their faith, why should it be used to hinder our faith? Paul didn't, must not have told him, this is my thorn in the flesh because the devil would have said, oh, oh, that's what God does. He puts people in sickness so they can have a thorn in the flesh. Did you get a hold of that? So it's not to be used today because it wasn't used back then. Paul must not have used it or people wouldn't have gotten healed in Milita and all those other places. Amen. That kind of argument causes people just to abandon the promises of God. And uh, it forces people to seek a special revelation. Get this to seek a special revelation uh, whether by the Spirit of God whether or not it's God's will to heal them. So what that does, it forces us, uh, th those who would, th this means that, that faith does not come by hearing the Word of God, but by a special revelation by the Spirit of God that you have to pray and seek God whether or not it's His will or whether this is a thorn in the flesh. So let's th put our Bibles on the shelf Rather than get a revelation out of that of what God's will is, let's all pray and see if this one is a thorn in the flesh that we have. And I'll guarantee you, because the record out there is 100% that, that nobody gets faith to be healed going to God saying, is this my thorn in the flesh? Because the devil's right there saying, yep, yep, this is your thorn in the flesh. This is for you so you can be sick. Isn't that right? Let's shuck the corn on some of this. Isn't it strange that people that uh, pre preach this, they'll tell you though to go to the doctor and get, get the doctor to cut that thorn out. Now, listen to Paul's ministry. The Bible said Paul in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, his thorn in the flesh never incapacitated him in his ministry because he testified, I labored more abundantly than they all. How could he labor more abundantly with a whole bunch of sickness? You know as well as I do, sickness causes you to not be able to labor as much. If Paul's thorn caused him to be sick, then he would have been incapacitated and not be able to labor more abundantly than they all. Amen. Amen. 
He himself said, we should be zealous in good works, be careful to maintain good works, be perfect in every good work, abound in every good work. He himself did that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If Paul, if, if my grace is sufficient for the amen that God was telling Paul to keep his sickness, it'd be the only case in the New Testament or anywhere in the Bible that God said that. I, don't, I can't accept that. Can you, see, can you see what I'm talking about? No, it's pretty obvious. It was just simply Satan going around everywhere he went and trying to stop his ministry. Satan, listen to this, spiritual warfare is over revelation knowledge. Satan does not want to get the, doesn't want Paul to get the word out. Doesn't want the, the, the in Christ realities getting out there. He wants to hinder it. That's not something to be afraid of because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That's what God was telling Paul. He's saying, look, you got the greater one on the inside of you. Rise up, take your place, take your authority, go preach. Hallelujah, and that's what he did. He went out there and did that. Amen. Now the word infirmity here literally means, back here in 2 Corinthians now, literally means inability to produce results. If you look it up in the Greek, that's what it means. Inability to produce results. And Paul talked about in his own flesh, he said, I have myself am nothing. He talked about our sufficiency is of God and not of ourselves. He said, we have this treasure in earth and vessels, not of ourselves, that our sufficiency should not be of ourselves, but of God. So he's saying, of myself, I can't do this. I can't keep on going. I mean, I can't, I can't get up because one time they left him for dead and the disciples got around him, you know because they, they, they had stoned him. And he got up after they got around him and apparently came back to life because the Bible said they left him for dead. And uh, he must have been raised from the dead. And so he's basically saying, look, in myself, I can't do this, but the greater one lives on the inside of me. He that raised Christ from the dead quickened my mortal body, got me back up. And he went out to preach another day. <laughs> Hallelujah. I tell you, Paul stuck with it. So when, when Paul said that, he said, my grace, when God said to him, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. What he's talking about is when I'm unable to produce results, the greater one in me keeps putting me over. Amen. Now he said, I will, uh, uh, he said, I take pleasure there. I glory in my infirmities. In other words, in my inability to produce results, I praise God that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. So what he's talking about is the ability of God is what kept him going. And he kept boasting in the ability that was in him through the Holy Ghost and not in himself. He said, I take pleasure in infirmities. In other words, I take pleasure, not from it. <laughs> There's no pleasure in getting a stoning. You can't get it out of it. But he said, he said, I take pleasure in the midst of it. In infirmities, in my inability to get up and go again, I take pleasure in it because all these things. He said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Praise God. Now, that can't be when I'm sick, then I'm healed. I mean, I mean that can be, but that's not the context here. He's talking about when I can't get up and go again. Praise God. I mean, in the jailhouse, he couldn't get out of there. But he said, I, I glory in the inability to get out of here. Hallelujah. He couldn't do it, but the greater one came in there and did it. Praise be to God. And so whenever he couldn't produce results, 
Then he said, I'm going to get, I'm going to boast in it. Now here's what it sounds like. It sounds like Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Amen. Through the greater one in Paul, Paul said, I can get up and I can go again. I can do it. I can get, I mean, he's the little engine that could. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I, whatever he said, he said something. What'd he say? I think I can. I think I can. Then he said, I know I can. I know I can. So Paul was the little engine that could. I can do all things to Christ. That's what Paul's talking about. He's not talking about a physical disease. He never mentioned that in all his listing of all his things he went through. Amen. So don't you use it as an excuse because Paul didn't use it as an excuse. Praise the Lord. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 